Hey guys, how you doing? This is JP Saricolia coming to you once again with another episode of H of Heroes, my podcast. Welcome. And uh, on Sunday, we celebrated the 30th anniversary of the Batman film. And definitely, who doesn't remember that film? Uh, it's considered, by all accounts, and I think uh, fairly so, um, as one of the greatest films or the greatest superhero films of all time. And then definitely deserves that, you know, even though there's a lot that we can dissect from that film, a lot of things that were not that great uh, in that film, uh, definitely there was a lot of pluses and a lot of things that really changed the way we saw superheroes in film from that moment on. You know, you have to keep in mind and, and you you have to remember this, you know, it doesn't mean that the comics were in dark during that time. You know, you're talking about the 80s where after, you know, you have the Dark Knight Returns, you have the, the killing joke, you have year one. Batman was already a dark character, you know, and that's something that didn't happen in the 80s by these writers, you know, Alan Moore or Frank Miller. But it really started even prior to that, uh, when uh, Dennis O'Neill started going into a more human route, they were given a more darker tone to the characters. This is something that happens even from Neil Adams in the 70s, and he went along over time. And Dennis O'Neill, of course, was always involved in the process and the creation process uh, of the character, and trying to make it more human, more relatable, more, to understand that he's dealing with psychopaths. So there was a darkness in it. But most people that do not read comics, um, they understand Batman and they knew Batman then from the, you know, in this case, the Adam West show, the late 60s, you know, 70s show. And, uh, of course, you know, from the Super Friends, that was a cartoon that we love, you know, we love to watch those cartoons. So it was always this image of a campy Batman. And that was the mindset for most people. That was, you know, pretty much the the cultural uh, understanding of Batman, not necessarily from the comics, we were just a niche group. But of course, the film changed that, you know, it really portrayed Batman in a darker tone. And it's, a, I would say, a master film in the sense of the quality of the cinematography you know tim burton was fantastic and the way he portrayed uh gotham city you know and up to this point we always knew about gotham city but never saw gotham city on that you know the darkness of gotham city it really looks gothic and he brought all that gothic feel and all that you know tim burton's uh i would say artistry that he likes into this film the films he produces and there's darkness there is a lot of shadows and a lot of things you know uh you know even the the shots the close shots and you remember with batman when one shot was closer to his eyes when he's coming to batman all you see is the silhouette and all of a sudden he, you can see his eyes light up it's just an amazing uh shot you know that technically is is pretty much a, a standard in cinematography he did some many great shots and of course you can see even the face uh you know of the joker you know when you look at uh a nicholson's face you know he looks so maniac and nicholson a lot of people might say that nicholson you know play himself in this movie you know he he can act like the maniac but jack nicholson was a big part his joker although not as close i would say to the comics definitely defined uh the character for many years he became a standard and in my opinion in my opinion of course his joker i prefer his joker over, over you know of course leto and over you know heath ledger's joker but that's just my opinion of course 
I prefer it because uh, it really showcases a, a Joker that I feel more comfortable with or a Joker that is not just trying to make a political statement uh, in one sense. And, you know, I would say Jack Nicholson's Joker was, even though it was um, not necessarily the pretty much the origins of the Joker were the same as in the comics, although he took some inspiration from the Red Hood storyline, um, Although it was not as close to that, it was just a, pretty much um, a new version of that. Uh, it felt more closer, his uh, motives, his desire to do certain things felt more as the one that I read in the comics. So that's the reason why I prefer Nicholson's over Ledger's. Uh, but that's just a matter of perception and opinion. I felt that people that are younger are going to go for uh, Heath Ledger's version more because that's the, the Batman they have grown. They have come, they have grown post, you know, Batman, you know, the Dark Knight Returns, uh, Poe is a killing joke. I started reading comics prior to it. So my appreciation of Batman, oh my understanding of Batman and the Joker, and not only the Joker, all the supervillains is totally different. So definitely this is something that, but I'll continue one thing. The film really changed the perception uh, for good and bad, but definitely it defined the character as we, you know, as we know it now. It defined the character. Uh, and uh, it really changed the way people outside of comics perceive Batman and also how people were consuming the ba ba stories of Batman. Batman became darker in that point for people. Even though it was already darker in the comics, he became darker now in the cultural perception of the world you know the world was seeing batman as a dark character was no longer the guy in ties running and having fun with another with a kid uh however that sounds it was now the guy that is can kill you because that batman killed and of course it's always the perception of whether batman kills or not um but he did in that film he did in that film many many times and i it seems like he uh, you know really loved to you know bring the pain but definitely i could say one thing you know that film really changed perception it really um, gave us a new picture but also enriched Batman in more ways than one it became a standard that many people follow when you look at the Batman um, then years later three years later 1992 that's what it was Batman animated series came to be which is definitely uh, to me it's an icon of the animated series it's pretty much a standard for all animated series that's how you measure any other story and brought so many actors and actresses that became part of that series um they became the voice actors and up to this day when i read comics when i when i think about comics i read conroy in my minus corner conroy but nicholson's laugh you know it was an interesting laugh that even hamill imitated because hamill was imitating what nicholson did and he did a pretty good job at it to the point that actually i i when i think about the joker's voice i think about mark hamill but nicholson's comes in a second place in my mind that's how they you know the joker sounds and uh, it really the fine you know it, it, it the comics you know went into the route they took a lot of inspiration there were a lot of changes into the character from you know we got a lot of video games that were not that great video games but we would love those video games even a lot of the stuff on the newer trilogy of the batman you know batman begins and all that has followed the trend 
that was a stand, you know, the standard that was created by Tim Burton. And of course, the, the Tim Burton film, which is a classic, was followed by not so great films. Although I like Batman uh, Returns, I did enjoy uh, Batman Forever, not so much, and Batman and Robin, not so much. But they all had something to give, you know, and they were all enjoyable experiences. But Batman really cemented the way we perceive Batman and the way uh, Batman was known and and the way Batman will operate for years to come. Uh, it is a fantastic film, even with all this quirkiness and, and flaws, because you can go back, dissect it, and you can see that it wasn't perfect. There is a lot of cheesiness in it, uh, like Kim Basinger like yelling and screaming, uh, you know, dance on the streets like, almost every two minutes, <laughs> which is funny. Uh, you know, the Joker can be a bit, you know, campy at times. Uh, Nicholson in the portrayal, but definitely he was scary when he was laughing when he you saw that smile. And of course, you know, uh, you know, the rest of the characters there, Michael Keaton, I never really, I knew you, you knew Michael Keaton prior to that, more like a comedic actor, but then he became more like a serious actor and definitely he portrayed Bruce Wayne and Batman very good. I, I think so. Yeah. You know, he had mobility problems because the suit, you know, he couldn't really move around and he was really short. And I remember there was a lot of, uh, you know, people didn't want him because they said he doesn't look like the Batman. He's a very short fella, but, uh, that's what they were saying, but definitely that didn't really stopping to be pretty good in the role he was good at it and of course we got the batmobile would to me every time i think of the batmobile you know there's a couple of movies i remember of course the adam west version uh which is fun and i do have the the diecast model and of, or, of course in 1989 batman batmobile uh, definitely that's another iconic vehicle that, that became actually the standard of the model that was utilized on the animated series. They use a kind of like a version of that. And from that point on and the comics and the cartoons, it's always kind of like a version that is very similar to what was produced there. Uh, so it definitely it defined the character in more ways than one. And from that moment on, People saw superheroes. Uh, the story is not just campy, but they saw the opportunity to make stories that also were uh, darker in tone with darker themes. And Batman was pretty much the one that cemented that opportunity. Because at this point, Superman, you know, has some dark moments, you know, but it was never dark as a story. Superman has never been a dark character. Uh, so Batman definitely defined that, and uh, it became a standard for years to come. Now, we are celebrating the 30th anniversary. It really makes me, you know, reminds me that, you know, time passes and we're now you know we're not young as we used to and uh make me feel a bit old about it because i remember when i went to watch it in the movie theater um i was a young teenager and uh but i enjoyed the film for what it was really loved it um i've watched it several times i own own it and for and all the different variants i do own it uh and uh, i still watch it and enjoy it for what it is you know yes even with all its flaws there's a lot of good things that came out of that film and uh even the soundtrack is one of the greatest soundtrack of all times you know um you know, I still listen to it from time to time. Sometimes I just want to listen to, to you know, that type of music. And I, then I just put that and l listen to Danny Elfman's uh Music is a great, uh, created great music for, for a lot of great movies, but definitely his music, the music that he created for this film is iconic. And um, I don't know, it's just uh, something so great about that film, even with all the best stuff, even that they change the suit, even that they change parts of the story, even that they make a lot of quirky things, even though they, they change a lot of it. Um, 
definitely is still to me uh, to this day is a standard that needs to be followed as the quality of a film it was very artistic and uh, yes of course i think in my opinion i can say that has been surpassed by by the batman begins series and all that the trilogy the Dark Knight trilogy, I think they surpass it uh, in quality. But definitely, it, it became the standard for many years. And definitely, from that moment on, people saw Batman not as this guy in blue, but they saw this guy that was dressed in, as a bat in dark and was brooding and also that, um, you know, live in a very crazy, crazy world with a lot of crazy maniacs. So definitely that was an interesting part. So really, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's good to remember those things. So it's been celebrated, you know, we've been celebrating Batman a lot. You know, we celebrated the eighth anniversary not long ago and I talk about it in this podcast and uh, definitely it's fun to talk about Batman I love to talk about Batman every opportunity I get but what do you think are you a fan of that film uh, have have you watched it if you haven't watched it then you know shame on you you need to watch it and let me know how you feel about it so once again uh, thanks for watching if you're doing this on YouTube thanks for listening if you're doing it of course through iTunes Teacher, Spreaker Castbox TuneIn Spotify Thank, thanks for the support and once again God bless and I'll talk to you again. Bye-bye.